This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We're going through the book of Genesis. We're in Genesis chapter 33. We've reached chapter 33 and uh, finally, Jacob and Esau are going to be reunited. It's, it's, a, it's a good chapter. It's a, a chapter of grace. It's a chapter of forgiveness. It's a chapter of hope. And I'm excited to get some time to teach through it and to spend some time le- allowing God to show us some things from it. So let's jump in. It says, this is chapter 33, verse 1. It says, and Jacob lifted up his eyes. And remember, he's been wrestling with the angel of the Lord all night. And the sun's coming up, and it's much like right now. I know you can see the sunshine shining on the nativity behind me from the sun coming up right in front of me. Love it this time of year. The sun's just right almost directly in front of me sometimes, and it's beautiful. He's rising, though. He's been wrestling all night. You know what happens a lot of times when you wrestle all night. You're tired, and your emotions are frayed. Your emotions are really on edge. And that's, I can imagine that's exactly what's going on with Jacob. He's been changed. He's been injured, so he cannot fight. But he is, he has been changed because he's dealt with God. And dealing with God does change us. It says, and Jacob lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, Esau came and with 400 men. He's been fighting all night. He's been, he's been working all night. He's been wrestling all night with God. And I can just imagine him thinking, he kills me, but at least I know I've dealt with God. I've dealt with the angel of the Lord. I've put myself in a position where I can deal with what's going on. And so it said, he came with 400 men and he divided the children unto Leah and unto Rachel and unto the two handmaids. Notice he's dividing up his children and he's He's, uh, if it's going to be a fight, maybe some of them will survive. And he put the handmaids and their children foremost, and Leah and her children after, and Rachel and Joseph hindmost. And if you'll notice, he's doing what he was taught to do by his parents, and he's doing what is natural to him, which is not good. He is picking favorites, and so he's taking the handmaid children, he's putting them out first so that they'll get killed first. And maybe right at the end, Rachel and Joseph will survive because Joseph is his favorite. Joseph is the child of Rachel, who is his favorite. And we, even when God's moving and when, even when God shows us something, a lot of times it's very difficult for us to, to actually do it, isn't it? Really? Jacob had wrestled with God and got a new name the night before. He's a new person. The old is past, the new has come, right? And yet he still can't get past who he used to be. And that happens. I can't say that enough. That happens. People, it takes time for people to grow up and it takes time for people to get over things and it takes time for people to become what they need to be. And what the expectation for them to be able to do that automatically or instantaneously by me or anybody else is just foolishness. It's just not going to work that way. That's not the way life is. Now, that's not an excuse to keep on being who you are and not allowing God to change your life. That That's not an excuse for that. But 
That being said, just because that's not an excuse for that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. So many times, even the Apostle Paul says that the grace of God abounds to all sin, but and then he asks a question later on. He goes, he says, he says, shall we keep on sinning that grace may abound even more? And the answer is, by no means. No, we shouldn't do that. And just because you're flawed and just because you're going to struggle with sin and you're going to struggle with your past and you're going to struggle with all the things that go on in your life, just because you're going to be doing that really your whole life, just because that is the nature of the life that we live, doesn't give you license to continue on in it. And we would expect that if Jacob wrestled with God and he had this experience with wrestling with Jesus, dealing with Jesus face to face, getting a new name, God telling him that he was one of his princes, that he was of great importance and great value. For Jesus to touch his hip and tell him, your name's no longer thief and liar, but you're Israel, you would think that life-changing experience would have really changed the way he dealt with things and did things. But it doesn't always come out that way. It takes time. It takes time to uh, to give grace. It's take, It takes a lot of pain and a lot of struggle and a lot of inward just angst. And that's what it is. It's just inward angst. It takes a lot of that to ultimately get to the place where we see it manifest in what we do and how we live our lives. And so it is with Jacob. He's got favorites and he's playing the favorites. He's got who he likes and who he doesn't like. And the one he likes the most, he put at the back. And I think it interesting that we see that with him, even in the midst of huge and emotional and wonderful life change. We see that in the midst of it. And it says, verse 3, and he passed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. Notice he's humbling himself to his brother. And the truth is that he's, he wronged his brother. He did wrong his brother. He wronged his brother and lied to him. He wronged, wronged his brother and stole from him. And uh, he had a reason, reason to humble himself to Esau. And uh, he'd already sent all these offerings ahead of him. And he had put himself in a position of saying that he was wrong in some of the things he'd done. And he was so he passed over before them and he bowed himself to the ground seven times. That means he is completely humbling himself to his brother Esau. I think that's a wonderful picture. Sometimes just being sorrowful and being, being wanting reconciliation it is an important thing. Not everybody's going to want to reconcile with you. I don't know if you know that or not. A lot of times we um, we think if I forgive them, then we ought to be reconciled. But the truth is a lot of times people don't want to reconcile with you. And that's not the issue. And if, if you listen to the sermon from yesterday, you'll know that the issue is whether or not you are releasing them so that you can grab hold of God's promises. And God says that. That says you have to forgive because remember, forgiveness is a curse and and it is a binding of someone else and not forgiveness. Holding somebody to their sin is, is cursing them. It's, it's binding them to that sin. It's holding on to them. And forgiveness means to let go. Forgiveness means to release them from it, to not hold them to it anymore. And uh, that is required in order for you to loosen up your hands to hold on to the promises and the plan of God for your life. And if you can't release them, you will continue to try to hold on to the bindings of others most of your life and never ever experience your hands full of God's grace and his power and his purpose for you. And you can do a lot of work and you can do a lot of serving God 
and never ever truly experienced the release of serving God. And most believers experience forgiveness and most believers walk in that forgiveness from God. And most believers can forgive some, they just struggle forgiving all. And the truth is we got to forgive all because if we don't, it's hard for God to release us. If I grab hold of you and you you forgive me and I don't let go, how are you how am I gonna how are you gonna ever grab hold of the things that I'm giving you? If I've got a gift for you and you grab hold to bind me, to hold me down, and then you never let go of that, how are you ever gonna grab hold of the gift that I have for you? You're not. You're never going to do that. And the same is true with God. If I grab hold of someone and bind them up, I have to continue to hold on to that binding in order for it to remain. And the Bible says that which you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, that which you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. It there, There's a necessity of seeking and finding forgiveness. And that's what's going on here. That is really what's going on here. He is looking for forgiveness and he is giving forgiveness. He is he's seeking reconciliation. We have a ministry. The Bible, Paul says we have a ministry of reconciliation. We're reconcile. We're working on reconciling people to God. But in the midst of that reconciliation to God, there's reconciliation with each other. We're the family of God, and even it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter how you see someone in the kingdom. And a lot of times we just want to say, I'm not even sure that they're saved. That's a cop-out, and it really is a cop-out. What you're doing is you're saying, I'm going to continue to hold them to that curse because the truth is that I'm not even sure that they're a part of the kingdom of God. What you're doing is you're giving yourself an out on what God's clearly commanded you to do, and it's just not biblical, and it's not biblical, and it's not godly. And, and so when we get to this place, he said he bowed down to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. And notice Esau. Esau was wronged in this. Esau had a beef with his brother. Esau said that he was going to kill Jacob. His intention was, I'm going to rid myself of this problem. And the way I'm going to rid myself of this problem, and this was when he was a young man, he said, I'm going to kill my brother. I'm going to kill him. And that's why, that's why Isaac and Rachel, Isaac and Rebekah sent Jacob off. The reason they sent Jacob off is because because. Esau is going to kill him. And, uh, and so you would think that Esau, and we think Esau's coming to kill him anyway because he brought 400. That's a pretty big crowd of people. He's bringing 400 men out there. And he says, and Esau ran to meet him. Notice Esau is running to meet Jacob. And he embraced him. And he fell on his neck and he kissed him. And they wept powerful verse, really powerful. Let me read again, verse four. And Esau ran to meet him and he embraced him. That's called a hug in Alabama. He says, and he fell on his neck. That means he was not just hugging him. There wasn't no bro hug here. It was a real deep hug. And he fell on his neck and he kissed him. And that is ultimate intimacy and ultimate love for you to kiss someone. And he and they wept. There's some really good release that happens in forgiveness. Really good release. And the experience of releasing someone and letting them go, not holding them to their 
sin, not holding them to their iniquity, not holding them to their transgressions toward us. There's some real power. There is some real power in that. And it can't be underestimated and it can't be accounted for in in any other way than it is a powerful release. And it says, and Esau ran to meet him and he embraced him. And it's a powerful look at what forgiveness does. And are they going to, are they going to just be best buds the rest of their lives? Not really. If you read, not really, they're not going to live near each other, but they have released each other and now they can live their lives in their fullness. Both of these men are successful men and they come from successful people. And both of these men are important in biblical history. And both of these men are going to be men who found great nations and they are those things because they have learned they and it's a struggle they learn the ways and the will of God and there is power in forgiveness and if you don't know that you're not born again because because forgiveness that comes from God is what makes being a Christian powerful it makes what being a Christian even worth it, worth doing is is wonderful. That forgiveness that God has provided us through our Lord Jesus Christ is powerful. And the ability for us to be ministers of that forgiveness, not just provide it, not just give it, but be ministers of it is powerful. It is it is world changing, it's life giving, it's hope, it's hope filling. It is just powerful. And you know what? You're going to be able to do that. How many times have I seen people struggle in life, struggle, struggle with something, and then finally they figure it out, and they're not the same person anymore, and they're not they're not that anymore, they're not this anymore. How many times have I seen people struggle with drugs and then figure it out? How many times have I seen people struggle with hate and they figure it out? How many times have I have I, have I seen somebody struggle with uh, lust of the flesh and they figure it out and how many times have I seen somebody struggle with alcoholism and they just, they figure it out. They, the God's grace overcomes it and they become. And you know what? I have great need of that kind of grace in my life. And I know you do too. And I know you desire it too, or you wouldn't even be listening to these Bible studies. You desire that grace to abound in you more and more each and every day. If I'm going to have that, And if I'm going to ultimately be an overcomer in all things, and I expect that for me, and I hope that for you, if that's going to happen for me in my life, if that's going to happen for me in what I'm, I need to give a wide berth, a very wide berth for everybody else and give them a chance. You go, how long do we give them a chance? As long as you want to get a chance. (laughs) How long is that? I'd like all the time I can get. How about you? I do. That's what I want. I want all the time I can get to forgive and to be forgiven. Don't you? Sure. If I'm going to get that time, I got to give it, right? If I'm going to walk in it, I've got to allow others to walk in it also. And really, there's just no other answer to it. There's really not any other answer to it. And it's just, it's as easy as this. And I know some of you are listening to this on the radio. It's just, I got both my hands right in front of my face and it's just releasing, going from closed and holding on to letting go. And that's what forgiveness means. It means to let go. 
The Greek word for forgiveness literally is translated to let go. And uh, that's what's going on here. That's how we have this beautiful story of Esau and Jacob embracing and forgiving is because they both just let go. They let go and they let God be in charge and be in control. And uh, they're going to get the very best from it. They're going to have not only all that they have produced with their faith and their walks, but they're going to have the benefit of each other's faith and walk. And you go, there's some people I just don't want to benefit of anything they've got. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to. But but you should always be a source of grace to them so that you might be abounding in it each and every day. And I expect that for you. Wouldn't come on here and talk about it. Wouldn't come on, come on here and deal with it. I wouldn't even, wouldn't even bring it up. If I didn't expect it every full way that you would walk in it. Why cast pearls among swine? And you're not swine, and these are pearls. And so why would I come and bring these pearls to you if I didn't expect that it was going to have great reward down the road? I wouldn't. I'd just get dressed and go to work and not mention it at all, not deal with it. And for those who are listening to the podcast a year or two from now, maybe even years from now, I come on here knowing that the power of God's forgiveness comes all sin, all pain, all struggle, and all suffering. And I believe even me speaking to you today is powerful for release because I am I'm engaging God's grace by trusting that his power to overcome sin and overcome pain is real and it's alive. And it is alive for you. It is absolutely alive for you. And I ask that God will give you forgiveness. And I ask that God will give you the power of his forgiveness. And I expect that you'll have it. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. That he'll make his face to shine upon you. And that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.